I, I am, oops, I am pleased that you feel this way because now I feel less alone. <laughs> I'm like, am I the only one who doesn't seem to be in, like, I think it's a fine book. Mm. I wouldn't be bossing over it as hard as like everybody else. Yeah, I, mm, I don't even, <laughs> no. It's goody. It's fucking fine. This is, oh, <laughs> man, should we just say at the top, if you love this book, like, buckle up. I guess. I also think, like... We'll try not to rip it to, to shreds. We'll try to be you, nice. If you do love it, like, is there... Because I can understand, like, if you're just being super forgiving to things and being like, yeah, it's not perfect like, but i like it then yeah. that like i get it but if or, it's like i really think this is a fantastic sequel uh-huh you <laughs> eyeball twitch mm. you disagree I, i'm just more confused yeah and i i think i said this for fourth wing is that i can see why young readers would love this i would mm -hmm. absolutely be hooked on this as a young reader but as an experience. No, I'm definitely not experienced. As a person who's read a couple of books. As a person who's read a couple of books. That description makes it sound like you've read like five books. You're like, as a five book reader, I, I know some things. I was thinking about that the other day, how I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, book girly. Like, like you, know, you know, like kind of that, that book girl culture. I'm like, I don't feel like that. And I, and I don't, and like, I didn't grow up reading quite as much as you did. And I have friends and coworkers who read a lot of books. I'm like, I would consider all of them book mm. girlies. I don't consider me a book girlie. I'm like, I'm here vibing with all the book girlies and kind of like, just, I don't know, everyone's side piece. Like, I don't, I'm not actually part of the marriage, but I'm just like <laughs> there to cheer you on. I, I, don't know. I don't think, I think I enjoy watching book girly, but I don't think I would consider myself what? a book girly and i'm trying to i'm sitting here because you were like oh i would think of you as a book girly and i was like i don't think of myself as a book girly and now i'm wondering a hundred percent think of you as a book girly not I, and that maybe that maybe the title of it sounds like cheesy or oh no i i get what you're meaning it's yeah i think it's i think it's truly that it wasn't until the last like two years of my life that it's felt like cool to mm -hmm. read yeah and like everyone's talking about what books you're reading like mm -hmm. never growing up i was always like you're the, reading you're the nerd yeah i was yeah. like a nerd and i never talked about what i was reading with anybody i just had my book in my backpack and mm -hmm. was like that kid who was like just reading in the back of the class like anytime we yeah. got a break i was like had my book out wow and it wasn't a thing that like like i had friends who like read but we never talked books mm. and like college never talked books with anybody like we weren't like like people weren't like it wasn't neat it wasn't cool and then <laughs> it wasn't neat it wasn't and now i'm thinking about it and i was like i like really like just it was like that was my thing i just kept it kind of quiet and like pushed to the side it was like that yeah just, but i feel like now there's such a not a platform but it's it's more accepted and normal cool. it, yeah and people like talking about books and i dude books are becoming like wine where like yes it's, it, like you the what do you call them like the covers and, and the, the collector's editions and like the collecting aspect of it whoever is designing these graphic designs on these covers is doing a fantastic job because oh yeah i i it's eye candy and i don't think books used to be like that i don't i i would totally agree i think that they have really tapped into a very like they hit at the right time in our culture yeah like the the changing in how we market books 
has changed Mm -hmm. and the collector's aspect it is it's like turning into like wine i love that that analogy and i I feel very much like i'm watching like book girly land and i'm like (laughs) no i think you're part of book girly (laughs) i feel like if you if you read as one of your main hobbies Maybe I'm wrong. I just, to me, that that's, that yells book girly. I read I love it. as a hobby, but not as much as I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people like can sit down and like for an hour, just like zone into a book. I'm like a 20 minute oh, really? kind of, if I have like a chunk of time and I'm like really into the book, I'll sit down and read for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like part of it is I don't have that much time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just not prioritizing my time right. But you also are, I think... Like, you are a person who has, like, really good schedule for their day. So, like, you know, like, at least I'm assuming based off what I know, that you, like, have a good window of your day. And you're like, I've got 20 minutes to be able to, like, check out and check in with a book. And I'm not going to be able to give more. (laughs) I'm so riddled with anxiety that, yes, I schedule my reading. I do, actually. Well, because it makes sense. Because if if you're a person who has, like, a lot of things going on or a busy job, like, scheduling out your day and being able to see it and be like, okay, I don't need to worry about my day Mm -hmm. because I've got the time. Yeah, absolutely. I I can either sit down with a book and, like, completely lose track of all things in my existence and, like, can be there for hours. Yeah. Like, not move, not eat, just, uh like... Or I'm like, I don't want to. I imagine it's hard. it is hard. I imagine you mo- most times as the former, as the like get sucked into a book and read it for hours on end. I would say a decent majority of my time will get like that if yeah. it's a good book. Yeah. Oh my god, we're all bets off. Yeah. Like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. If it's a mediocre book, I'll sit down for about an hour. That's solid, though. And I'll pop yeah. in and out. So, okay. yeah. Um, um, we took this <laughs> far into a tangent land. I would like to revisit this on the next tangent whenever that is. Yeah. So, um, put a little sticky note right there. But this is uh, the... This is tiny. This is. Uh, I don't know what. This where is am a club I? Of books. What are we doing? <laughs> Who are you? I, I don't know. <laughs> this, welcome to the Tiny Shed Book Club, where we host a book club for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. And my name is Tia. And can we just focus on Eric, please? Like, can we just have all Eric all the time, oh. please? And thank you. I would agree with that statement. Now that you bring okay. it up, because I think that he is one of the more interesting characters. I know, and he's like maybe five words about him. I know. Like there's I think barely. I wrote like one, his name maybe one time in here. There's like but barely anything about him. And yeah. I'm like, oh yes, that check, one, please. Yeah. Okay. That guy. I like that. <laughs> um, and I'm Chandler and I'm super sick of all of the naming conventions, how it's, it's all numbers. It's like fourth wing, quadrant, third years, the first six. Like oh. every single thing in here is named by some kind of number convention. And I hate it. Like a little bit fine. It's it's everywhere and I'm getting lost. I'm like, are we talking about a first year student? Are we talking about they're in first wing? Are we talking like what are we talking about? Like I'm getting confused and I hate it. You are blowing my damn mind right now because oh. I didn't notice it at all. But now that you said it, I'm like, it is like could we call where could we call it something different? Like yeah, like Not blue, like blue squadron. <laughs> yes, yeah, colors are great. Numbers are fine. Colors are great. Like, what is a, better than color? So we've got <laughs> number, color, what is An animal, <gasps> the panda. Bear yeah. I love it. Yeah, and yeah, and it, it, I think it really threw me for a loop when they start, this book heavily talks about the first six. Oh. Like the first mm-hmm. six writers. I'm like, fuck, like, 
so many numbers like even first and six that's two numbers right there like first and six I did it's, it's making me real mad I fucking love it anyways uh so we are reading Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros this is chapters one up to 36 mm-hmm. um uh yeah i don't know the sequel to fourth wing thank you yes and book two of the empyrean series i think is how you say i think so yeah and then to start off the episode we will of course pronounce 98 percent of these things wrong Mm -hmm. we'll do sorry we're trying yeah (laughs) um do you want to go i can okay i feel like your notes have been reviewed and like cut okay i think mine are just like there's like i think i have like I know there's there's a lot to be said um and you'll you can stop me or slow me down if I'm just like okay. pushing through because I have a feeling I might because I just I really all I want to do right now is talk about my thoughts and feelings of this book I don't even want to I, I have a lot of them <laughs> okay but let's just let's just get to the plot so we pick up with a uh, violet <clears throat> excuse me and she is sort of coming to terms with her brother Brennan being alive and that's mm-hmm. where we left off the last book where like Brennan's alive and we're like what the hell we thought he was dead uh-huh and he's a lieutenant colonel. Is that how you say that word? I don't know why that word trips me up. The C-O-L-O-N-E-L. Yeah. yeah, colonel. Okay, what the fuck is that no word? No idea. Okay, all right. No I, idea. I, okay. Whoever came up with that is dumb. Yeah. Okay, so he's exactly. a lieutenant colonel of the revolution. And she kind of has like mixed feelings about it. Like, of course, she's excited and thrilled to see her brother. But she's also feels a bit like maybe betrayed by him that he's been alive this whole time and everyone's sort of believed that he was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think obviously Violet has some odd family, I don't know, dynamics. Uh-huh. Like her mom is kind of crazy um, and her dad eventually died. And so she just, I don't know, a little resentful, I think, of uh-huh. Brennan. <clears throat> um, and so Zayden is also um, there with kind of the entire group of people people that were in that big battle mm-hmm. um, at the end of the last book. And of course, like right off the bat, Violet's like, oh my God, he's super beautiful, but I can't trust him, but he's so hot, but like, he won't tell me things, um, which is like the main part of their relationship this entire time. Yeah, that's going to go throughout the rest of this part. It's just, he's hot, but I can't trust him. <laughs> yeah. And I also refuse to ask him questions, even though he's like told me a million times, to, like ask me questions. And yeah. Also, he just won't give anyways. <laughs> anyways. So, so um, the members of the revolution, I don't even know like what to call them. They're the assembly. Oh, the, the assembly? These, like peak, like top guys are the assembly. Okay. And they're having a meeting yep. that basically Violet and Zayden kind of like, cra- or Violet and Bodhi crash. And they learn that like, basically they're looking to like how to make weapons. They have this thing called a luminary, which is something that helps them make that special alloy to kill Venom. Yep. I don't, I barely understand okay, what a luminary has to do. I don't under so many things in here. I didn't understand. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to keep going and hope that eventually it clicks in my brain, but I don't understand how any, any of this works. Yeah. I'm very confused about the weapon making, but they need a luminary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they basically they they need a bunch of weapons. Everyone's thinking that they have a year until the Venom attack, um, like breakthrough and start attacking stuff. Brennan thinks they have six months, and Violet is like, "Yeah, they need weapons, but we mostly need like new wards, yeah, like protection bubble out over here." Um, yeah, so she's basically she says um, weapons aren't the only thing that can win this war, um, and. 
do do do. Oh, no, sorry. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah. Well, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut down. It's okay. I think one thing I want to add sort of in this section is Brennan was, I, I think, saved by this guy named Naolin, who was Tarn's previous writer, mm-hmm. right? And... And I think it's pretty clear, or maybe I'm making assumptions here. I think it's pretty clear that like Brennan and Naolin were like maybe um, a romantic partnership. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not obvious. Well, okay. Here's why I say that. Um, so uh, Violet asks Brennan, like, I, you know, it's it's been so long since I've seen you. Like, are you married? Like, do you have kids? Like, all this stuff. And like, kind of the conversation that happens is he goes, I don't have a partner. Um, so oh. I kind of think that Brennan might not be so straight and huh. I kind of have a feeling that like Naolin who like quote unquote saved him was maybe his lover. Oh, cool. Just a theory. I like it. Okay. I like the theory. Sweet. I also was surprised cause we basically this whole beginning part is like they uh, go into the assembly, they're talking, they like basically are like catching up with a bunch of stuff. Um, and we also learned that Segal, Segal doesn't like Brennan. Yeah. Which makes me super nervous. Mm. Like, why does Segal not like him? Yeah. And I don't know if Segal, like, would, if we asked her, like, if she'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like Violet either. Like, I just don't like people. Like, I just don't like anybody. I kind of feel like that's Segal's vibe. Okay. Because I was like, that throws, like. It does. It does. I see where you're coming from. Like, yeah. Rose it, a little red flag. Yes. I would agree. And I think Sagal is also kind of a moody dragon because uh, she really doesn't talk to Violet or do have much to do with Violet unless it has to do with Zayden either. So, but maybe, okay, but so maybe, maybe it's just her like, or she's just like I don't, I don't like anybody except for Zayden. And like I'm here for that scale. Like, <laughs> I, like I like that. That's the way to be. <laughs> we like that vibe. <laughs> um, and so eventually they decide the best um, plan of action is to send like Violet and the rest back to the B- Basgith War College because mm-hmm. um, they're like they've been missing. People are gonna get suspicious and whatever else. So um, but we all get. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to say the same thing? You I don't know. It. You say it. Does it have to do with Adarna? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Nope. Go, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get to learn that Adarna is about to enter the dreamless sleep, uh, which we don't know much about, but she's also going to be like a cranky teenager for a little while. And Tarn's like, yep, she's just going to be kind of sassy. Uh, oh, also her scales are black. Yeah. So she's changed colors and she's no longer a little baby and she's about to like I'm assuming grow into like a big strong dragon with like some crazy power. Uh, you have something to say. I can see it. Um, there, and also cause Aderna has black scales now and Taryn mentions that two more black dragons have hatched right. within the last year. Um, but yeah, so she's, and she cannot stop time anymore. Right. She um, lost that power. And so she tells Violet, and it's really cute that how she does it. She's like, I can't stop time anymore. And she like looks at Violet trying to be like, are you going to be upset? And Violet's like, okay, that's fine. And the daughter's like, oh, yay, you're not mad at me. <laughs> Which is, I just thought it was really cute. It is very sweet. Um, okay. What is going on here? So I have that. This, I think this is uh, after maybe they get to... Uh, Basquith or whatever, or somewhere, somewhere 
when they were like on their way back. Mm-hmm. Violet and Zayden, I just wrote, are super awkward. Um, they have like, quote, explosive chemistry. Like that's a literal quote from the book. They have explosive, <laughs> which I disagree. They don't think they have any kind of chemistry. Um, but also at the same time, Violet can't trust him for keeping information from her. And it's just this weird relationship that I don't understand feels very toxic mm-hmm. um yes yeah right thank you their whole relationship to me is just pure teenage toxicity yeah like they there's like no depth to it they don't listen to each other they don't actually like fucking respect each other really it's just like apparently physical chemistry that I think is mace mostly drawn on the fact that their dragons, dragons are, are mated. mated. Exactly. And I really don't think there's much to them. But yeah. I agree. Um, so they get back to the college and it's clear that like none, none of the other students are privy to what's happened during war games. Um, they all just kind of like go about their business. Like no one knows about the um, the wyvern and the venom. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to Liam's room and they like, which this wasn't even really like stated like, Anyways, at, at, the, at this moment in time, um, why it's important. But she grabs a bunch of letters that he had had, mm-hmm. uh, and she asks Re to hide them for her um, in case like she, Violet doesn't get away with kind of all this stuff that's been going on. And Zayden starts essentially telling Violet, like, if you can't lie to your friends, then you need to keep a distance from them in order to protect them, which is like typical bullshit Zayden, like... I don't trust anybody, so neither should you. Um, Yeah. And also, you need to have toxic relationships with your friends, too. Um, And so, she asks him... Oh, this is more about their dumb relationship. She asks if uh, he's ever going to tell her everything after after she can, like, properly shield. Because that's kind of, like, one of the reasons why... Zayden won't let her fully in is he's afraid that like Dane's going to like touch her face and then know Uh things. And she's like, well, when I can fully shield, like, are you going to let me in? And he's, he tells her, he like explicitly, explicitly says, I will tell you everything about me. (laughs) Okay. Narcissist. Um, which is like also not what he promised like to begin with. Yeah. Right. He switches it off and on throughout this entire section of like, I'll tell you, no, I won't. I'll tell you, no, I won't. I'll tell you, no, I won't. Just ask me. No, I won't. Yeah, yeah. It's like she wants full disclosure, which she's made very clear. Um, and he's like, well, I'm the leader of a revolution, so I'm always going to have secrets. Yeah. Like, you're so full of yourself. And also, like, just ask the fucking question, Violet. If he doesn't answer, yeah. then mark it as like, okay, he's hedging on that. He's hedging on that. Mm-hmm. But like, she's just like, if you don't just spill the beans to me right now. <laughs> I fucking hate you. It's like, where do I start? Yeah. Like, um, they're both really bad at this. So bad. And they're both like so stubborn, but they're both like, oh my God, you're so fucking hot. I, oh, it's so, yeah. You're so fucking hot. It's so gross. Yeah. (gasps) So they walk up to essentially, um, the, the, some professor captain is reading off the night, the names of those that they assume are dead or are dead. Yeah. At graduation. Yeah. At graduation. And Zayden is like, well, this is super awkward since we're like right here. And then it, and then it gets like real tensiony. Like her mom is there and demands to know like, why were they reported for death roll if they're clearly here? And Dane's dad, Aetos, Aetos. How do you say that? I, I was saying Aetos. Atos, but I don't know. um, we'll just call him Atos. Uh, he was like, "Well, they were missing for six days, so like, obviously, we were gonna presume that they were dead." Mm-hmm. And Zayden then like accuses him of sending them straight into combat, and essentially like 
fibs the truth or tells it tells a lie about they were attacked by griffins he doesn't say anything about you know like what actually happened um but that they did lose liam and salil and her mom is like super pissed at atos she was like you would uh evacuate like a very important outpost and then like send these you know these students out there and then they were attacked and go ahead Oh, yeah, just that it's very clear that um, Violet's mom was not in on this at all. Like, she had no idea. She's fucking pissed, Pissed. like Chandler said. And she's like, what the fuck were you doing? And Atos is like, well, you know, he's trying to hedge around it. And then Zayden's like, what the fuck do you mean? And he shows the letter that was sent. Mm -hmm. And Violet's mom, again, is just like loses her shit. And she sacks Atos like right on the spot and she's like you are you're done you're gonna go to this super shitty outpost um they also call Dane out like on his shit like in front of everyone Mm. where they're like you just like it's this is your fucking fault um and (laughs) when Dane's dad is like being kicked away he like getting kicked out he like leans down to her and he's like um what does he say is it like secrets are never kept with the dead or something like that? Yeah, or it's it, some 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 weird thing about secrets and dying. Yeah, basically, he's like secrets kill those who keep them or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, Dane is like, he's relieved to see Violet, which is not what I was um, initially expecting. Yeah, me too. Uh, but And she just immediately shuts him down and she's like, don't get near me, don't touch me. Like, I don't trust you, which I think is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after graduation, like <laughs> some stupid line in the book about like how um, writers work hard, but they party even harder. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, so everyone's celebrating, making it to the next year. Um, all of Violet's friends are asking her about like seeing action. Like what was it like? And Violet's having a really hard time sort of controlling her anger and frustration with Mm -hmm. not being able to talk about it. Obviously she's gone through a lot of trauma, um, seeing Liam die and just, you know, being attacked by like these crazy venom. And Imogen is kind of like one of the only people that sort of gets it with Violet and Mm -hmm. she kind of like steps in and saves conversations um, a lot in this book and kind of like saves Violet from her own. um, I don't know, like social or lack of like social ability to like keep her shit together Mm -hmm. in front of her friends. And I actually, I actually kind of enjoyed Imogen's relationship with Violet in this book. Like they kind of, because Imogen, you know, like hated her all first book and now is like slowly warming up to her and they kind of have these nice little like more friendly moments. Um, But she's still kind of like, well, I don't don't really like you, but uh, you know, you're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so Zayden is about to leave. Um, apparently, he's like not gonna spend the night there because like the new head honchos want the want their like their like, oh, dorms yeah. early or something. I don't fucking know. Um, and they continue to have like more dumb arguments. I have a quote apparently that I'm not gonna read because it's probably dumb. But go, you, you want to read one? Um, it might. Be oh, the page forty six. Yeah. Yep. That's what I had marked. <laughs> he goes basically. I'll earn your trust as soon as you realize you don't need full disclosure. You only have you own you only have to have the guts to start asking the questions you actually want answers to. <laughs> don't worry about the bed. We'll get back there. 
And that oh. he does this constantly. Like he's yeah. like, "Don't worry about the bed. We'll get back there." Or like they're doing something later, and he's like, "You, st- you still love me." It feels fucking icky. It does. Feel it icky. doesn't yeah. feel hot or like, "Oh, he's waiting for me." It feels like pressure, and yes. it's gross. He, it's like I'm gonna continue to do my shit, and you'll eventually get to a fucking place where I've worn you down enough. It's exactly what it is. It's almost we'll get back. It's almost like a like you can't do better than me kind of like mentality. It's it's very like narcissistic feeling. Yes, it just feels like creepy and then with like how the book like continue like it just I don't like him. Yeah. I don't find him hot or attractive or appealing at all and their romance is just yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him and it just feels icky and I wrote it in my notes over and over again. This feels icky. This doesn't feel fun. Like this isn't like ooh, you know, enemies to lovers morally gray. Like it's no. just like no, this guy's a shitbag. Yeah. I I it's, I I full-heartedly agree. Meh. Um so they're having their dumb argument. Zayden's being a shit and Atos Atos shows up and he, he essentially tells them or um, gives them a message from her, uh, the general, her mom, that they will only see each other like once a week. Um, they each get to have like leave every two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he also introduces like our new jackass of a dude in this book, Major Varish. Oh, yeah. Um, who's there to like tighten the ship. Uh, and he does not come with a very good reputation. And then Aetos insinuates killing them and threatening Mira and all that (laughs) good stuff. It's very classic uh, villain things, and Violet is so mad that she just kind of uncontrollably light lightnings um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no i inked uh, and so zayden uh ends up leaving he's off to wherever he's going samara i think and then re is the new wing no excuse me re tells violet that unfortunately dane is the new wing leader uh-oh uh and that um she though is the new squad leader which uh-huh. is like yay um, yeah that's awesome so they start a new class called Rider Survival Course, um, RSC for short. Apparently, this is kept classified from year to year because they want to get people's like genuine reactions to situations, aka like torture. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a secret course where they basically put you through like you know, like military training where you do like reading the map, you have to navigate. Um, work with other like infantry members then you get tortured they like kidnap you in the night they like it's based yeah it's just like boot camp but worse surprise boot camp (laughs) yeah surprise you didn't know this was coming um so she uh at a certain point heads to the archives and is deciding to start her research on the wars she's Mm -hmm. like this is my task and Jacinia helps her out but Violet kind of lies to her and is like this is for for, like research for a school project and Jacinia kind of just plays along we get to learn later that she kind of like knew that something was up but she was like whatever and um is it conscription? Yeah, it's conscription day when the first years cross the parapet, yes. right? Okay, mm-hmm. so then we kind of um, get to conscript- conscription day, and everyone, like all the second years, are talking about like ha- like don't learn their names, don't get too attached to them because just a majority of these you know students are gonna die, which is like really sad. Also, just like how 
weird is that that that's like normalized yeah you know, I, was like, I don't they I mentioned have... early in this book that she's like um someone of the griffins had mentioned that basgeth was a like oh a, um the death cult. yeah like a death chamber basically yeah Not a death chamber like a um i what is the i know what you're saying and i don't also don't know the words yeah it's um Oh my god! Why can't I think of it? It's a factory, death factory, death factory. Wow! God, thank you. Yeah, that they mention that it's a death factory, and you really start like at first in the first book, you kind of were like, yeah, it is a death factory. Like, why are everybody just dying? Like, this is really weird. Yeah, but this book, you really start to see that like this place is not meant to really do anything except for like just see who doesn't die. I I actually hate this entire. Um, I don't know, uh, mentality or like thought behind this college. It just, it feels like a way to like keep the population down. It doesn't really feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, totally. I like, I don't, it makes me mad from like a teacher standpoint where it's like, Oh, you're not good enough right now. Well then die. It's like, no, everyone is some form of coachable just because someone starts at a lower level. Doesn't mean they're not able to like grow and be eventually where you want them to be. So like, why are we killing people who like maybe aren't great right off the bat, but you could turn them into really great infantry or war, like uh, riders, whatever, whatever it is. And then have more people for your cause. Right. Because they need, they need to be able to like defend their land. It's, exactly. It's just, it's the, it's the dumbest. I, Anyways. Yeah, you quickly learn, like, I feel like this book does an even better job of showing, like, how fucked up their country is, and yeah. it using the college as, like, an allegory for it. Like, this is just a small part of this country. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, like, damn. I see it, like, within the story, like, how that makes, you know, them be very, like, I don't know, like, a corrupt government or whatever. But to me, it's almost a, like, bad writing. Oh, really? To me, it's almost like this isn't believable, like at all. Like, mm. like where, why, why? I don't, I don't understand. Like, why are we killing? So, like, it, it doesn't feel like it serves that much of a purpose. Yeah, totally. Other than to just like be like, ooh, this is a really hard college to get through and you might die. Like to like add in some like fear I elements. I think the second half of the book oh. does a little bit better job okay. of like, exp- spoiler, I have finished the book. And I have um, not. But yeah, I think the second half does a little bit better of explaining. Okay. Like you get, yeah. But okay, I do know, think that know. it does, in this part, it feels very much like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like in the first book, it you kind of felt like you were in it enough to be like, okay, like not okay, but like, but you're like, are you like okay, okay, all right, we're getting through it. We're getting through it. And, and then the this first one, you're like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Excuse me. Um, and so, uh, one of your favorite characters, um, Eric, shows up, whose name is not actually Eric. It's like Cam or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, who He is one of the king's sons. And he, yeah, so <laughs> I wrote, he's disguised himself as a dude named Eric, which, <laughs> great disguise. Yeah, he just changed his name. <laughs> yeah. And somehow nobody notices except for Violet, which is also <laughs> this is very the true. most, like, unreasonable, whatever. <laughs> I can't with this book. Um He's able to cross, uh, and then uh, Liam's little sister, Sloane, shows up, which I also kind of skipped over a lot of her parts in here. Basically, Violet was like, I promised to Liam that I would take her under my wing and make sure she was taken care of, and Sloane the whole time was like, I hate you, Violet, because you're the reason my brother died. Yeah. And that's just kind <laughs> of their entire relationship, is like this um, tug and pull in the opposite direction. But, yes. Um... So on, oh, once everyone, I 
my notes just got real interesting. Once they got to the other side of the parapet, uh, Major Varish and, you know, everyone is like standing there, waiting there. Mm-hmm. This is when all the dragons kind of like show up, I think. and Yeah, this, be impressive. Right. And it's like, this is where you, I think they like weed out like the weakest of the week. Because um, mm-hmm. if there's runners, then, you know, the dragons might torch them, which... Major Varish's one-eyed dragon named Solus burns the shit out of some kids because, like, one of them ran. But he, like, like doesn't even just go for, like, the one kid. He's, like, burning, like, Yeah, he burns, like, right. the whole third wing. He yep. burns, like, 90% of a wing. Yeah, and then uh, he's about to uh, torch again, and Tarn shows up and is, like, fuck no, like, you don't get to touch what's mine. Tarn is being a badass. He threatens to eat his rider and also take his other eye, which which insinuates that he's the reason why his first eye is gone. Yeah. Do you have a quote? No, I'm oh, just okay. excited. <laughs> yeah, that, and that was, like, one of the first moments for me in this book where I'm like, ooh, yes, like, some dragon shit. Yeah. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so moving on from there, we get more awkward tension between Rhee and Violet, um, Mm -hmm. because Violet obviously won't tell her anything. She's avoiding her and very careful with what she's saying to her. She Uh, basically pulls a Zayden on all of her friends, even though she's constantly complaining about Zayden not telling her shit. I know. And she's constantly going, I don't want to put them in danger. Like, they live at a fucking (laughs) war college that's out we're like truly trying to kill them i think they get the the right to make a fucking choice and of all people she's the one who's pissed that this is happening to her too so it again to me it's bad writing Ah, it doesn't make any sense yeah so um and violet is also now running like doing morning runs with imogen which is like very suspicious to read because she's like didn't you guys like Like hate hate each other (laughs) so she's kind of like i think re knows that like something's going on and she's just trying to like let violet have some space to hopefully like come to her at some point um and then they go to battle brief and markham is there and he's like a scribe mm-hmm. dude he's from the squat squat why why we've done that before we have why is that why i don't know it's a hard Squ- word when you're sco- going fast and you're like it's a squat scribe <laughs> scribe yeah he's the he's the number one scribey dude and he was the one who was choosing violet to be his like successor that's right like, he was like training her up and mm-hmm. in the first book i liked markham everything i heard about him i was like yeah markham and then yeah. immediately we <laughs> meet yeah, markham. Him. Yeah, markham and then in this one immediately we see him and you're like oh you're a dick bag yeah yeah i actually yeah i thought that was that was a good turn of um character for him um and he's uh, he's apparently now like more of a part of this battle beef brief battle brief class the scribe is a part of the battle brief <laughs> and, uh, so he's um telling them about these two attacks that happened on the border by these griffins which is i'm not even really gonna get into like i mean if you want to talk about it we can definitely go there but it's just kind of like obvious like it's super suspicious because violet's like are they really griffins at- t- attacks uh-huh. or is it venom and wyvern are they lying like what's act like we just don't fucking know right yeah um <clears throat> And Re also kind of sort of in this same uh, scene, like brings up to Violet that in the something something is weird in the healer quadrant. Uh, no, there's that word again, mm-hmm. quadrant. Um, Nolan has been sort of like who's the like main? Is it a healer or a mender? He's a mender. Okay. He's like the main mender guy and he's been sort of busy and like looking like shit for a long time. Like he's definitely being overworked and we're not really sure what's going on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and kind of skipping through a few things, uh, at, they're at like the, what do you call it? Like the mat where like people are like kind of like like wrestling, sparring, sparring whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, Sloan challenges Violet to the mat and everyone's like, you don't know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's cute, but you don't want to do that. Um, and Nadine is like kind of just joking around and being like, Ooh, I'm Violet, you know? And some random dude comes up and snaps her neck. Um, it was a clear assassination attempt on Violet. Cause she was just kind of like pretending to be Violet in a funny mm-hmm. way. And, uh, obviously it wasn't Violet. So then Violet is now in this fight with this crazy big dude who has red rims around his eyes. I would like to point that out. (laughs) I didn't catch that. I have seen so many things on TikTok just like casually avoiding this. And I was like, are we not going to talk about the dude who has red rimmed eyeballs trying to kill her? Wait, is that the same for the other assassination attempt that happens kind of near the end of the set of the first where it's like, uh, the infantry, well, we can get there when we get there, but there's like the part with the infantry, dudes are like basically push violet off the tower oh are they red rim too i don't i don't think so i don't think they specifically mention it but i know that because i highlighted this and i was like (gasps) and it's one of my predictions at the the end of this book but i was like oh my fucking god okay (laughs) hell yeah that's a great um I don't know. Uh, what's the word? Like <laughs> a great noticing. A great, Thank you. What, uh, observation. That's what I was. I can't want to say opportunity. I'm like, that's a great, that doesn't make any sense. It's, it's a, a great, great opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she fights this like big dude. Um, it, I mean, things happen. She eventually takes him down and mm-hmm. Dane is like at the very end of this, like trying to like, you know, like help Violet. And she's like, don't fucking touch me. Um, Zayden, uh, ends up showing up kind of shortly after this and he's like your room is warded like for us but also anyone you want to bring in because like if you want to fuck people like sure <laughs> it's not my business man we'll get back to their dog <laughs> he's, he's just like trying to play it so cool yeah. like yeah. anyways so they do some like catching up he mm-hmm. has to leave like pretty soon. Like it's a very short, like brief visit. Uh, he ends up leaving her with a letter with some kind of like, and he kind of does this a little bit throughout this book, like with some like details about himself or his childhood or like little things that don't implicate him in any way that if it were like intercepted to be like bad news, but just like, Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't know that. I didn't even think about that. It was just like very basic. Like, Oh, growing up, like my dad yeah. was cool. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't clue in on that. Like he's leaving her letters to like give her information as much as he can, but also like, yeah, you can't just leave like, I'm also the leader of a revolution and there's 90 people and a guy named Dave. Yeah, like, he can't leave that stuff. I don't know why that didn't click. I was just she, like, oh, that's nice. He's leaving letters. Uh, yeah, he's like trying to show that he's trustworthy and like, or yeah, and like letting her in. But it's very just like kind of surface level. I mean, she's smitten by it. She's like, oh my God, he's writing me letters. And yeah, like, she is, loves it. Whatever. She's that's, eating that shit up. That's all fine. Um, And I, um, she talks to Imogen about it. And I have, apparently I have some quotes I want to read to you oh, on okay. page uh, 96. So if everyone could turn your book to page 96. Okay. Um, whoops. Um, so Imogen goes, you've been grinning like a drunkard for the last three mornings. How is, uh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this 
is not the quote. Oh. It's the wrong page. <laughs> I was like, why are you? I was like, why is this quote interesting? And I'm like, oh, it's because it's not the quote I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, so Violet's talking. She goes, he doesn't trust me. I shrug and I can't really trust him. Oh, it's complicated. Um, but damn, do I miss catching glimpses of him every day? Saturday can't come uh, soon enough. Besides, even if two people have unmatched chemistry, there's that explosive chemistry. Ugh. Um, that doesn't mean that they should be in a relationship beyond anything physical. Oh, no. She shakes her head. Um, I was finishing a conversation, not starting one. I'm down <laughs> for running and weight training with you, uh, but you have friends to talk about your sex life with. Remember the ones I'm watching you actively avoid at every opportunity? Um, and Violet goes, aren't we friends? And Imogen goes, we're co-conspirators with a vested interest in keeping each other alive and Violet goes oh don't go getting soft on me now and like this is what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. these interactions fucking good yes. this was well written Imogen is, is awesome she's like warming up to Violet like kind of supporting her a little bit like in her in her own way like being like you know here's a boundary like I don't want to talk about your sex life with Zayden yeah. but like I'm here to like talk about whatever else and she's like also you're avoiding your friends at every opportunity like she's kind of insinuating like maybe you shouldn't do that she calls her on it constantly yep she's like can you maybe stop fucking doing that like your friends are right over there are you just not gonna talk to them and Violet's like I can't I couldn't possibly let them make a choice yeah, so I I really like Imogen. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Violet meets up with Justinia again. Uh, and Justinia tells Violet that she thinks she may have got, accidentally gotten another student essentially killed for something that he checked out from oh, the archives. Yeah. And she won't tell uh, Violet at this point what it was, but it's kind of... And, like, I, I don't know. I... To me, it was just a way to kind of, like, plop in there um, that, like, looking at things in the archives is dangerous business. Yeah. And, like, Violet is, like, um, doing things that might get her, like, killed. Yeah, just totally. Just a way to add some, like, I don't know. I think I think so. That seems to be a, a, a tactic of Rebecca Yaros's is that she'll throw in, like, a small scene to, like, to hint at you, like... That something's, but it doesn't really have much beyond like she's showing you like, whoa, so dangerous, and then we move on. Yeah, not Which, my favorite. I yeah, I don't think I like that. It's I think fine, I would rather it be like, I'm, t- I don't know, I'm told or I don't know. I thought it was enough for her to be like sneaking around. And it's like, oh, she's not allowed to be down there. Like, I feel like for her to get caught, that like I know inherently there would be a punishment. Like I don't need there to be like a, oh, it's so dangerous. Some other guy got killed. Like, yeah. I mean, it's fun. whatever. That's just, that's, you know, I'm being nitpicky now. Um, so Violet and Ree ha- have more like, what did I write? They have more, <laughs> Violet and Ree have more kind of friendship. Oh, kind of friendship. Like they're kind of still trying to be friends, but yeah, Ree's trying and Violet keeps being like the most obvious liar on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, are you okay? As she's like (laughs) actively twitching in a corner and Violet's like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) She totally believes me. And Ree's like, you fucking dumbass. I guess I'll ask you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Ree's, you know, like trying, trying to like hear about her life and like be a good friend. And she's asking about Zayden and Violet's like, oh, it's complicated. Like, we're not together. Uh, but she's not going to divulge any more details than that. Um, and then Varish, uh, Major Varish comes up, comes up and is 
immediately trying to fuck with Violet and asking why, why isn't Adarna not here for like flight stuff? Mm-hmm. And they kind of get into this argument about dragons taking orders from humans and that Varish wants Adarna to be there or else at this point, does he say that there'll be punishment? I can't remember. Yeah. He basically is like, um, fine. I don't, they get in this big battle in which Taryn has to like yell at, Varish through Solace, like yeah. you do not command dragons, <laughs> right? And so Varish is like, "Fine, I might not command dragons, but I command you." Yeah. And he's like, "So you don't get her here, I will punish you." We also quickly we learned that, um, yeah. So Varish makes her dump out all her shit every time she goes to see Zayden. Yeah. Varish has like a hard on for like attacking Violet. Like he just wants to like yeah. fuck with her all day. We also learn about the first six who are apparently this first group of, like, riders. Or they weren't technically riders, but they had dragons. And they are the ones that made the wards. So Mm -hmm. Violet is now, like, looking into... Because I didn't really remember the first six, or I didn't think of them for the first book. And she's like, besides the fact that the first six weren't riders, they were simply the first to survive. Mm -hmm. So they apparently are the first people to, like, hook up with... Not hook up, like, yeah. Like, (laughs) hook up, like, link up with dragons. Um... But yeah, so then, you know, Varish basically is like coming after her all the time. And he's like, if you don't come to practice. Um, And, you know, of course, Adarna doesn't come because she's in the dreamless sleep. And so Varish punishes Violet by making her um, like wield until she almost burns out. Yeah. Um, She's like super, super hot. She's like almost dead. Um, The rebellion kids... (laughs) I don't know why I just recall them, the Rebellion Kids. <laughs> That's a good uh, album name or right? band name, the Rebellion <laughs> the Kids. The Rebellion Kids. Um, like, come and take her and, like, dunk her in cold water. Um, and it's, you know, really serious that she got... Yeah, it's a, it's it's actually, like, a huge deal that mm-hmm. he, um, he kind of, like, burned her out. Um, or, like, almost burned her out. Yeah. B- before that, um, there's this, like, quick little moment uh, where when Bodhi is getting... Violet ready to go see Zayden like where she she's bringing him a shipment or whatever um and she's like on her leave he he kind of like let slip uh something about a woman named Catriona oh and, yeah and Violet Violet's like who and Bodhi's like yeah never mind never mind I shouldn't have said anything um and that comes back up later but um that's kind of like how we're like oh there's another love interest sort of in the mix there I also had that part written down because also Bodhi says something about like she like quickly changes the subject from Catriona to like um you know the assassination attempts and stuff Mm -hmm. and Bodhi's like I don't really want to talk about this and then she gets all fucking pissed at him and Mm -hmm. she's like well if you don't want to fucking talk to me like meh like you know what you don't know me well enough to ask about my (laughs) sex life and Bodhi's like okay great fair point yeah but like she gets all pissed when people like put boundaries up with her Mm -hmm. like no I don't want to talk about this with you Violet and she's like what do you mean I just, I hate Violet in this first part. Like, uh, just violent opposition to her. I really fucking hate her. I I as well have a hard time reading Violet's character in all this. Um, Okay, so yeah. So she essentially almost gets burnt out by Mm -hmm. Varish kind of like abusing her signet. And then, excuse me, um, she's awoken in bed, like with smelling salts. And basically her whole squad gets abducted, excuse me, for the survival course or whatever with her squad and when they get there they they're like here's some water and it's laced with something that dampens their ability to connect with their dragons or use any of their powers Mm -hmm. and 
they ended up having to do this joint land navigation exercise with some students in the infantry, which essentially they all just kind of screw up because they never compared maps at the beginning. Like there were two maps and they didn't just like <laughs> look at them side by side because they're idiots. Yeah. Um, and they bicker the whole time. And there's like a dragon that like kills like one or two of the runners and like Violet like saves one of them or something to that effect. Basically like, they're the dragon experts and the infantry is kind of like more of the like survival experts and they mm-hmm. kind of work together, but also kind of fail. So yeah, absolutely. Um, did you need, did you want to say anything else about that? It was kind of like a, aside for me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, also just kind of during this, we start to see that basically everyone else like Rhiannon, Sawyer, Riddick, they've all pieced together that something's like deeply fucked up this year. Yeah. Like Rhee's like, have you noticed that like we can't get mended? Have you noticed they've taken our bond away? Like, have you noticed that, like, yeah, they are mm-hmm. guarding infantry doors all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like they are all piecing it together that like something is deeply wrong. And, you know, they are very much so hinting to Violet. Like we are the kind of people that don't want to be a part of something or, that's fucked up or if it is fucked up we want to fix it right um so it's just something that like during this training we see a lot of like the the other people in her group are not these like dumb idiots that um i think the rebellion kids kind of paint them as like oh these navarans who like don't know anything it's like no they're not they're very smart yeah and like the three of them re riddick and sawyer are intelligent and pick up on shit and that's why they've made it this far yep and why they're the iron squad like again and again and again yep because yeah violet's powerful but these fuckers are loyal as fuck and that's what's gonna get you somewhere is when you've got people who have your back like that Mm -hmm. it's almost yeah and it's almost a little like self-centered of violet to be like oh, like, I have to hold all this information to myself. And, like, it's almost like a, like a hero complex. Both her and Zayden have major hero complex. Like, yeah. they're pumped up so much about, like, how powerful their signets are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys wouldn't get anywhere if it wasn't for, like... You're a bunch of dodos, yeah. Yeah, without your buddies. These guys who have your back and are willing to go through hell for you. Like, yeah. lean on that. Yeah. Your power means nothing if you can't, like, make it or, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I have next Violet meets again with Justinia, um, and Justinia is also starting to sort of put things together <laughs> uh-huh. as well on her own. Um, uh, what? Why did I write that? There's, so there's no literature to be found on Wyvern or Venon, and Violet must have asked her for that. Um, even though Violet had like her own copy of sort of those fables, uh-huh. um, and we learn that the dude who was killed for getting some something out of the archives it was because he was asking for an account of a border attack that like technically didn't exist so he like knew too much information essentially yeah um and jacinia is kind of like look violet um i know you're looking for something specific you're a terrible liar so like what (laughs) is going on and this is weird to me Mm-hmm. Violet tells her for like a hot second, like, I don't want to involve you. Like, I don't want to get you in trouble or in danger. And then immediately gives in and is like, here's what I'm looking for. Like, for how much she puts on this, like, I don't want to involve Re and my friends. And like, oh, it, it, she just like says that for a minute with Justine. And she's like, yeah, never mind. Give me all the stuff on the wards because I need to know about the first six and all this shit. It's like, doesn't feel, it feels a very convenient for the author to just be like, well, I need her to be able to like get more stuff. So we need her to tell Justine that that 
what's going on. Yeah. Violet does that constantly throughout this. Well, she'll say something and then immediately the next second do the exact opposite thing of what she was just <laughs> talking about. She does it with Zayden. She does it with Jasenia. She does it with... It's... It makes the character feel wildly confusing. Like, yeah. you're, you're swinging from one thing to another. And it's like, she's lost all character consistency. Like, I get having a character who's struggling and moving, you know, like, she's gone through a lot of trauma. I'm not saying she hasn't. But, like, to make a character where it constantly just saying and doing the exact opposite thing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it- I'm, and she, that's not who she was. You clearly described her in Fourth Wing as this very intelligent person who uses her yep. mind more than her body. Mm-hmm. And this book, she's suddenly a dunce. Ex- yes. Like, yes. she can't do shit. She can't think through shit. She can't go. Like, she's There's not, no critical reasoning happening. No, not at all. And it's just like, where did she go? She was yeah. able to go through, like, crazy ass shit yeah. in the first book and still use her her thinker right her th- her her big old thinker her big old thinky thing um and that leads me to a quote from page 163 i believe she's talking to imogen um she goes um you don't have to freeze out everyone you can't be completely honest with just because riorson thinks that works for him it doesn't hence all of your mm-hmm. issues uh, and it damn well looks like your friend needs you so go Mm-hmm. So again, Imogen coming in with the fucking good advice. Yeah, she also says on 162, she's like, um, she tells uh, Violet that there's always a battle axe in the ca- cabinet. Like, because mm-hmm. Violet's like, he had all these weapons in his closet and I didn't know about them. <laughs> okay, at a war college, get over it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's like, there's always a battle axe. Like, there's always something that's going to drop in a relationship. You're always going to be learning something new about someone. And she goes, because, and Violet's like, because that's normal. And Imogen goes, you didn't want normal. If you did, you'd be in a relationship with Dame. She shudders. Or hell, anyone else in this place. But you wanted Riorson. If you didn't think the man was hiding more than a few battle axes, then you're mad at the wrong person because you lied to yourself. Ooh. Ugh. Imogen is the only one with any common sense in this book right now. Yeah, she's smacking some sense into people. Like, praise be. <sighs> Okay, and so kind of right after that, Rhi gets a letter from her parents' village about some, like, violations on the border, and there's, like, strangers seeking shelter, and Markham, the scrubby dude, immediately takes it and discredits it. He's like, nope, this is fake news. How come you couldn't tell it was fake news? Mm. Um and Violet is getting really upset because she's like, how dare he? Like, all this shit that I know is happening. And she gets so mad that she just, like, loses her mind and walks down to the archives and interrupts Jacinia's class. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jacinia has to, like, cover for her, being like, oh, she's just a dumb writer being dumb. <laughs> and, and, uh... <laughs> um, Zayden uh, ends up coming. He's on his leave, and they do their dumb like cat mouse uh, arguing bit for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asks her about her like quote unquote research. She sort of ends up telling him what she's doing, and he's like, "No, that's so dangerous. Like, I don't want to get you involved." Um, and she's got this hero complex that she's like, "No, but this is gonna be how we save everybody." Hmm. Uh, and Zayden's like, well, I don't trust the scribes. Um, okay. And so he, like, forces her to let him go with her to go meet Jacinia. He somehow also knows how to sign, um, mm-hmm. like, sign language with her. And I just wrote they bicker a little bit more and he leaves the next day. <laughs> I mean, is there anything important you want to go over? Um, do, do, do. 
and then he leaves the next day. I don't think so. I can't. I do have a part where it might be before or after she goes and sees no, Jasenia. Uh, oh, okay. Right before she, her and um, Zayden go to see Jasenia um, about the information, mm-hmm. we like run into Nolan and, um, you know, she's like, what do you do just standing out in the hallway? Oh, you yeah. look like you're ready to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nolan goes, oh, I'm waiting for someone. And he scratches his beard and he goes, and I suppose I could use some rest. It's hard work mending a soul. Been at it for months now. And then we all just move on. Leave. Yeah. I thought that was weird, too. I was like, do we just normally have conversations about mending souls and disregard it? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's mending a soul. Yeah. And you guys are just like, <laughs> classic Nolan. <laughs> that guy. He's wild. He's, he, he's just he's, wild and crazy Nolan. Yeah. Just doing his thing. Okay. Well, I, huh? Yeah. Huh? Excuse me, can we go back and talk to Nolan? I'd be the one who'd be like, uh, you guys go ahead. I'm right. gonna talk to this dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can be late to Jasenia. Mm-hmm. I'll meet up with her later. <laughs> this man is talking about mending straight souls. Yeah. I know that you're gonna have words about this later. <gasps> I, <gasps> I, I agree. I was also like, oh, we're just gonna move on, I guess. Okay. <laughs> cool. But yeah, so apparently we're fine with souls being mended and we think nothing. See, again, like Violet, <laughs> use your thinker. Um, but Satan's too hot and he's too I know, close right? and we can't think it near oh, um, someone who's so hot. Um, so after Zayden leaves, Ver- Verish again is like, Hey, I'm going to punish you or tries to punish Violet to be punished for Indarna. And Taryn this time <gasps> goes, Oh, like hell. Like I- Taryn is done that he like lands in and he fucking beats the shit out of Solace. He like, gets his mm-hmm. neck and his jaws and he's like just tearing into him and Taryn's like talking to Solace and he's like if you don't fucking tell your dude to back off like you're gonna die it's so good so I have I have from this section a quote a um, couple of quotes from Tarn he um, there will be no punishment Tarn roars it is not within your power to summon a dragon um, and Varish goes, your dragon may not fall under my command, Sorengel, but you do. So unless you'd like to further explore that delicate space between burnout and death, you will mount and present yourself. Um, Tarn interrupts, even the smallest dragon does not answer to the most powerful of humans, which you are not, and snaps his teeth. Oh, yes. this is what I'm talking about. That is incredible. Yeah. That whole scene, incredible. So and good. Then, and then Tarn um, follows up by just ripping the shit out of, uh, of Solace and making, and then he, and then he makes Varish apologize and he keeps going, not good enough, not good yes. enough. Get on your fucking knees and apologize. Look at Tarn coming through. I know. I know. So that, that was a really, really good scene. Yes. That was a really good one. Um, and kind of after all that happens, Re is like, what? what is going on? Like Varish like made you burn out? Like what is happening? And so Violet again tells her some sort of selective truths mm-hmm. and then she blows up in her face. Um, and she starts like going on this rant about how like all the deaths in the school are like for the better and it makes her a better writer. Like even though it sucks. Oh. That, you remember that part? Yeah. And Rhea's like, that's awful. Like that's a, what a horrible way to think about all of this. And j- like, uh, she, Violet's just exploding. Um, and Rhea's, uh, 
Oh, wait. Yeah, Re. Um, no, sorry. Violet is like, you could never understand, Re, like what I experienced. And she's like, yeah, because you won't let me in. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not even letting me, like, you're not even trying. Um, and a lot of, like, Violet's trauma with Liam sort of comes out. And she's like, you didn't watch Liam die in your arms and, like, all this stuff, which to me felt a little bit out of place. Because um, mm. I, I totally am on board with Violet having some severe trauma from what she went through. But this is like one of the only times in the book that it actually like truly comes out. Like we don't see her. I think there's once in here, um, the first half of the book where she like has like a nightmare about like the, uh, Wyvern and the Venom. But like at no other point is she like expressing any kind of like trauma. I don't know. It just felt kind of like this blown is up. my biggest gripe with, this book is that there is if you are going to have a character that has trauma and you're going to make a major part of this whole book is like the trauma is affecting her not being able mm-hmm. sh- fucking show it yeah show her thought process the only thing we get is her going i shoved it in my box like yeah i gotta be someone was saying i think it was gary who was like when you read the fifth harry potter book like that boy had just been through some serious fucking trauma Mm -hmm. and it showed Mm -hmm. like he was mad and moody and he was you were constantly getting glimpses into like his mental state and how he was like yeah i feel like i'm falling apart i feel like i'm crazy like i feel like nobody understands what i'm having to go through we don't get that with violet no we don't get it and we're just supposed to be like but her trauma and i'm like you're not showing me any of it you said one word of like people telling her and either if like she can't mentally process it show me how she's not mentally processing it like show me how she's like well i don't think it's trauma i i I think it's just it's this yeah it's just to me not very well written and felt that that whole scene felt very out of place um and and i'm like i agree like that that it that thing should have had like violet should explode but also there need to have been a sort of like a build-up to uh, it yes thank you a build-up to that That made any sense yeah but instead, we get most of the description is her being like concerned about Zayden. Yeah. Like, why is that her fixation? And I guess maybe in like the third or fourth book, we'll get more of an idea of like why she's so intensely fixated on this man. Because it doesn't feel like love. It feels like fixation. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything else except for him. So, like, I don't know. But it's just like, if you're going to spend all that fucking time, you clearly... Like, you want to give attention to that. Give attention to what actually matters. Which I'm glad. Is like Violet that, struggling. And I'm glad that you agree. Because I was like, that feel, that scene felt really weird. Yeah. Um, so after that, Violet ends up meeting with Zayden at um, wherever he's stationed. And he's like, pretend you like me and kiss me. And like, put on a big show. Which, what? What was the reason for that? I didn't really get it. No idea. It's basically to like show something in front of Mira. Um, but like, was that the only point? Was yeah, just, there really wasn't okay, anything that else. Was, that was weird to me. Um, yeah, Zayden gets moved to Samara, which is the same outpost that Mira is at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they meet up. And um, at this point, for some reason, Mi- Violet tries to like tell <laughs> Mira what's going on. Uh-huh. And I guess like I just have never seen until later in this 
you know, later in this book, the actual relationship between the siblings, it never seemed deep or like loving Mm -hmm. or anything. It was just like, I have a sister and a brother. Yep. Um, But this is where we really see like, apparently Mira really, they really are that close for Violet to like immediately see her and be like, I'm going to try and tell you this. And Mira doesn't really believe her. She's like, she's not mean about it. She's just like, what are you talking about? She's like, do you need more sleep? Yeah. She's like, are you fucking okay? And Violet's like, I'm not okay. And Mira's like, yeah, I kind of figured because you look like shit um, (laughs) and you're kind of speaking crazy. Um, And then I have on page 200, which is, it says it encapsulates. Oh, yeah. Zayden goes, you want to give me those three little words? And Violet stiffens. And he goes, I thought not. Sleep, sleep, Violet. His arms tighten around me. You love me. And I was like, this feels icky. Like, why would you tell her that you... And he keeps, he keeps saying, like, the three little words. Give me those three little words. And I'm like, ew, like, you sound so gross. Like, give me those three little words. Yeah. And then he's like, maybe I'm not, maybe you're not the one I'm reminding. I'm like, mm. Yeah, no, you're reminding her. I don't know. It's just creepy and gross. I agree. Not um, a fan. And also, just um, to kind of, like, throw in there, uh, so Violet's, when she's talking to Mira, she's also feeling her out, like, how much information are you going to give me about Alloy and wards and such? Mm-hmm. And I forgot about this, but Mira's signet is extending wards. Oh, yeah. Which I think is going to be, like, probably important at some point. I think so. And they also, I don't, yeah. I think so. So anyways, um, okay. And then um, we are back at uh, Bazgyath and some professor named Devra is filling in for another professor because like something happened and all of leadership like flew off on their dragons like really quickly. Like, it was mm. it was kind of like a spur of the moment. Like I think Rydock is like, "Hey, did you see all the professors are oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like they were doing something very important? They're leaving." Yeah, and so they do um, a bit of a history lesson that's probably important to this story, but I mostly ignored it except for the fact that I think one of the main takeaways from this section is that um, kind of during. I don't know if it's like reunification or whatever they call it, but um, they lost a lot of folklore and other information due to translation into like the like main languages. So a lot of like culture was lost. And I mm-hmm. think, I think that is kind of like lending itself towards like maybe also other information was uh, purposefully mm-hmm. lost in translation. Yeah. Is that what you would say you got from that? Mm-hmm. And that's the quickest like, I mean, that's what empires have been doing since the dawn of time is like you go in, you take over an area and you destroy culture, elders and language. Yeah. Like you you kill that. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, yeah, now we've subjugated you. Like you're not allowed to speak your language. You're not allowed to practice your culture. Like you're now like assimilate. Yeah. We've taken everything that like makes you you, Mm -hmm. um, which is powerful. Um, So, yeah, it's a big hint at like what else has happened? Yeah. Like if all, cause all these kids are like, well, yeah, I grew up in this province and we used to have like, my grandma was telling me all about this, like mm-hmm. all about that. So yeah, it's, I think it definitely hints at like Navarre isn't this like peacemaking cult like place. It is designed to fucking assimilate and destroy. And there are people who are in power who want you to know certain things and not others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so kind of around this time, uh, Dane is like trying to talk to Violet. Uh, I mean, he's been doing this the whole book and she's like constantly ignoring him. She like flips him the bird. And finally he like challenges her on the mat. He's like, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to fucking talk to me, but I, I'm going to force you. Um, and essentially she can't say no, no one can stop this. So mm-hmm. 
Um, we all know that it's super dangerous if Dane like touches her and reads her memories. That could be bad news for um, the revolution. And so on the mat, as they're sparring, he's trying to tell her, like, I had no way, way of knowing what waited for you at Athenbine. Like, I, I didn't I did not know that that was going to be what was there. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was like, I said goodbye to you because um, you chose Zayden and not and not me. That's I wasn't saying, like, goodbye to you as in, like, you're dead. Yeah. Right? And so he's trying to, like, tell her that everything that happened um, was not with malintent. Um, and then he tells her that it was her mother who gave Zayden his scars and she like, doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ends up not like touching her or anything. And so like that all just kind of ends sort of like, okay, like maybe Dane isn't like this bad guy that we maybe thought he was in the first book. Yeah. And, um, re like sees this on the mat and she's like, what is going on? Like you and Dane used to be best friends. You used to have a huge crush on him. Like I know, like, things weren't like great at a certain point, but like, this is getting, this is getting like to be a lot, like what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, Violet, I feel like you saw something you weren't supposed to. And she's like totally nailing it. And Violet's like, yeah, okay. I'm just going to like leave this conversation. So she and Eric, um, go to the infirmary. I think that to, you know, tend to their wounds or whatever. From, yeah. Like, he gets, he's got like a sling. I don't know. Something. Yeah, he got like stabbed or something and she's got her, her shoulder is popped out again. So she's like, bye. I don't want to have this conversation. Like Eric, let's go to the infirmary. And he essentially is like, I know what's going on at the borders. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just he's, kind of immediately is like, I know about everything. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> she's real close to knowing things. Isn't she like talking about Reed and she, and Violet's like, what the fuck? It just, I love Eric. I do like, too. He has almost no part. And every time he comes in, he's like, I'm Eric. And you're like, you are fucking Eric, dog. You are. <laughs> I'm enjoying his, I love his, him. Yeah. His little parts. Um, Okay, and so um, Violet and her squad go to um, their, like, interrogation sort of part of this, like, Yeah, they get taken. Mm -hmm. And I love one of the guys is like, hey, you're real hard to get a hold of. (laughs) And he's like a teacher is like, you're real difficult to grab, Violet. And she's like, what? And he's like, hey, and he takes her. And they take him down to the, like, basically this is the interrogation part of the rider yeah. safety course or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and so basically they get drug into this room and they get told, like, you have to tell each other a secret. If you give up the secret, you guys fucking fail mm-hmm. and we're done. You, if you are the ones that last the longest and are able to, like, get into the next room mm-hmm. that has a dude just sitting, sitting there, there. Weird. Like, okay. drinking a coffee, <laughs> chilling out. Um, you guys win, like, another award, basically. Like, right. you get to be cool people. Yeah. Um, so they're in the room. They um, are all kind of tied up. They are given a drink and Violet catches that it's the dragon blocker. And she's mm-hmm. like, just don't drink it. Get rid of it. And I love at one point they're like trying to think about what they're going to do for water. And I was like, there is, they literally mentioned a toilet in the corner. <laughs> of the, just drink the fucking toilet water. Like if you have to. Yeah. Like, wh- wh- like survival water yeah. right there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Um, the end. <laughs> but so they, they don't take the blocker. Um, and you know, they're all like, okay, if they, ask pretend like oh no i can't get my dragon um so they're all starting to tell each other secrets and it's just i I really enjoy all the secrets they're telling each other um and violet is like oh yeah mine is the same as um reese and they're like that doesn't count and then she says something else and they're like yeah everybody knows that oh she's she's like like, i I love love zayden and we're like "Uh, not a secret also and everyone's like yeah cool 
and your secret is yeah and so then she's just like fine um they they're ben and are real and wyverns are at the border and she basically like tells them a, a big chunk of what's mm. going on um and then they basically put violet in the center and they beat the ever-loving shit out of her mm-hmm. and they are beating her and like the squad is like staying strong they're all holding together they're not saying anything they're trying to support violet as best as they can mm-hmm They've been in there forever. And then they bring in fucking Dane. Varish brings in Dane and he's like, touch her face. Um, and we also learn that Varish is Dane's signet teacher. Which yeah. I want to know what the fuck Varish's power is because like He says it. What is it? Well, we'll get it's at the it's kind of at the end of this of oh. this section. I'll tell you. I'll oh, tell you. I, I I missed that oh, like, deeply because yeah. I was like, what the fuck is his signet? Mm-hmm. Um, but Varish is Dane's signet teacher, which is like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring in Dane and Dane is like, wait a minute. She's hurt. Yeah. Like you brought a hurt rider into the, this portion, which according to the co- codex, you are not allowed to do. Yeah. And of course, Dane's main reasoning is like codex stuff. Right. Um, which, Rule but follower. he doesn't, he doesn't do it. He doesn't put yeah, his he, hands on He refuses. He's he like, you're out. not supposed to do it. And yeah. he leaves. Then good for you, Dane. They're getting all fucked up again, um, and then Nolan comes in, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This, you, you know, you've lasted longer than anyone. Like, this isn't okay." Like, he heals her, and then kind of leaves a window open for them. Yep. They all then get through the window. Like, they get out the window. They get into the next room, and the teacher who's sitting there is just like, "Oh gosh." Yeah, you guys need it. That's just really great and wonderful. Like, just golly. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, we did. I know. Really fine. And he's like, you guys win the yeah. thing. Good job. And they're all like, oh, my God, we almost, like, died in there. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I just finished my muffin. My like, muffin. You had such a great day. Um, we then, apparently, we're all okay with that. Um, yeah. They win a patch. Because that's the little little Boy Scout patch. Um, And then they're in battle brief and they show up and there's a note about um, wyverns. Like basically it's like dragons with blue flame is at these destroying these cities. Mm -hmm. And so immediately Mark and, you know, Ree and Riddick and Sawyer are all like immediately going into like tick, 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 like yeah. processing they're like yeah. okay what is this like what is this violet mm-hmm. what does this look like and she's like it's printed this morning me be 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 and then they're like it so this is true and she's like we'll have to see what markham does he's gonna yeah. immediately deny deflect and then distract yeah and immediately markham does, goes into yep. it he's like you guys are so stupid this is a test how d- dumb of you to believe yeah. this and then he like brings in something else and then starts distracting them um and he do oh, go ahead no go ahead uh you're probably gonna get here markham also so after he like um discredits kind of the the leaflet or whatever he's like also i have a surprise for you all and it's uh jack barlow um, Yo, it's like what the fuck um who supposedly died when violet like took down a mountain on him uh which i'm very suspicious of this entire thing um and kind of in this entire scene, like the leaflet that had been left uh, there, that that is where Zayden was stationed, and Violet also like knows that Scale was like really angry a couple days ago, like when whenever this like battle yeah. thingy took place. So like Violet and Tarn start like panicking um, that something's happened, and so mm-hmm. basically um, they leave uh, to go to f- see if uh, Zayden and Scale are are all right. 
mm-hmm. and she's like she gets there and she's frantically searching for him and he's like doing just fine. He's like sparring on the mat with somebody and he's like, Oh my God, you care about me. You love me. And she's like, no, no, I was just, just checking on you. Make sure everything was okay. Um, turns out he did like get wounded in the battle, but he was mended and he's fine. And Sigail's also fine. Um, and this is, and, and then, but he also like immediately comments. He's like, those aren't your flight leathers. Why do you have some other dude's flight leathers on? Like, he, like, gets jealous, like, immediately. I'm like, oh, bleh, like, that's yeah. so gross. And she's like, what? Like, no, I was, like, in a rush. And Bodhi just, like, your literal cousin gave them to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, and then they get heated and they have sex. They fuck in the shower. Yeah, which I was like, okay, that's fine. I do, really quick before, um, there is something that is mentioned before they fly out. And it's at the top of a the chapter mm-hmm. and it goes menders are not healers healers are bound by the code of trickton sworn to aid in all in time of need and never to harm a beating heart menders are writers they're only sworn to the codex they can easily bring harm as heal mm. and i was like i literally wrote i was like this shouldn't even remotely be a thing because menders are more powerful than healers mm-hmm. and we're like oh healers are fine but menders can just fuck whatever they want to do like yeah. just fuck it up fam yeah it's like what the fuck? Ew. But yeah, so I just I th- I wanted the, to throw that in there really no, fast. No, good point. It's a, a slight detour, but yeah. So um, Violet and Zayden are fucking in the shower, <laughs> um, and then afterwards, Zayden is kind of just like, "Hey, do you want to come meet up with some Griffins with me? I'm gonna like drop off some some weapons." Um, and she's like, "Oh, cool, thank you." Um, but she's like kind of kept to the side, like not allowed to be there, but she she's can hear on, everything. She's on Tarn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we meet, um, Catronia or Catriona. Ca- Catri- Catriona. Whatever I think. her name is. Uh, Cat. Uh, yeah. Short. Cats. It's like, and it's, it's just like jealousy on all, on all sides, like both sides, just like immediate cat fight. I'm like, really? You two are like, come on. We all know the common denominator denominator here is Zayden. Like, and yes. you're going to be mad at each other? Like, yeah. So and it, high school. Yeah. It's just so weird that, like, I don't understand plot points where people get mad at their partner when they meet them, like, in their 20s for mm-hmm. having an ex. Yeah. Like, we all have dated people before we meet someone. Like, right. Or, you know, most of the time. Yeah. And like, Tar- calm down. And Tarn is even like, pull yourself together. <laughs> You're being jealous and insecure and like, no dragon chose her. Like, what's got up your butt, Violet? Like, That's so true. He's like, what? why are you feeling low? Like, no, she doesn't have a dragon. I know. I love how Tarn's like, she doesn't even have a dragon. <laughs> like, you are clearly better than her, which is hilarious that Taryn is like, you're a dummy. I know. And then we hear about some dude named Viscount Tecaris. Te- yeah. Um, and he's come up a couple of times, but it really doesn't become a thing until... And so this... Sorry, this is kind of like... Uh, is it like during or after they give the daggers to the Griffin Riders and the, all the like weird like female tension plays out? And she's asking... Uh, Violet's asking Zayden, like, what about this dude? Like, this Viscount Tecaris oh, or whatever? Because yeah. one of the Griffin Riders mentions, like, this would be so much easier if you would just do what he asked. And um, apparently this dude will give them, I don't know what this means, but give them a or the luminary in trade to see Violet use her signet. And Zayden's like, no, I forbid it because I don't trust him and he will take Violet. 
Um, yeah. Which, what the fuck is is a viscount? Is that like a like a title, like a general? Like yeah, a, it's a viscount, and it's a uh, viscount. Yeah, <laughs> and viscount is really it's viscount. like if you're in the line of like six, it's a British thing, ah. and it goes. I think it goes Duke, viscount, Baron, Oops. something else. So it's like okay. a it's a high up thing okay. in a. In I'm glad a, you know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Oh, it's just because I read a lot of uh, historical British. fiction <laughs> and watch a lot of period uh, dramas. But yeah, Viscount. Okay. Anywho. Um, and so, I don't know, Zayden's like not going to let Violet be a part of this like, as he does. Um, and then he gives her like one of his fancy daggers because he's like, you need to be able to like protect yourself. Fancy. And so Violet goes back to the college. She doesn't really hide the dagger before, like, of course, like, Varish runs into her and is like, dump out your bag. Um, <laughs> however, she's, like, in kind of the hallway near her room when this happens, and, like, Ree is across the hall, like, peeking through her door, and they make, like, eye contact, and Ree, like, immediately is, like, she she knows what to do. She, yes! she knows it's up, what's up. And Varish is essentially, like, loots her things, and, um, but there's also Professor Kaori Ka- mm-hmm. there, and he is, like, backing her up, um, Varish is like, are you accusing me of abusing power where this cadet is concerned? And Kaori goes, oh no, um, I think you abuse power in general. <laughs> yes, I fucking love this scene because uh, Professor Amaretto, who's the like battle, like the the fight guy, like the mats, yeah. he runs into Violet and he's yep. like, um, hey, I would just, I don't know, say like, yo, my dragon's real big and powerful and has a real sexy mate and like, I can't control that. <laughs> right? And he's like, yep. And Violet's like, oh, that's really nice of you. And he's like, yeah, you're my favorite. But I didn't say that. Bye. He's like, if I, ha- I don't have favorites, but if I did. And he like runs away and yeah. then she runs into Varish and then Cowrie comes up and he's like, yeah, no, I hate you. You're a bad dude. And then Cowrie looks at her and he goes, yeah, we've decided that you can't fight your big, powerful dragon with his sexy mate so like <laughs> you're good and Varish is all like me yeah and I'm I'm really glad that there's like some like badass like professors in here yes. like clearly on the right side of things totally um and so Re is like able to tra- like her using her signet to transport the dagger through walls through a wall for the first time for the first time Fuck because yeah, she like knows how important this is for her to be able to do this right now and basically saves Violet's ass um mm-hmm. and so Violet finally Finally. finally explains to her and like her squad is in there Ryduk and Sawyer um, she tells them like what the hell has been going on mm-hmm. she just gives it to them um, which is like and then they all re- react greatly and they're like okay let's like figure out how we can fuck it and I'm like this is this, this could have been from the get go what, what, what blah, 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 you immediate know? problem solving and then yeah. Riddick does the smart oh, fucking Riddick. thing and That's he goes Rydock. he goes um oh dragon um blah 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 he like mentions he's like violet just told me this Mm -hmm. and his dragon's like oh shit you now know about the venom and so they all are like our dragons all knew about the venom Mm -hmm. which this plot point i don't fucking like this makes no sense you Mm -hmm. mean to tell me that these dragons who bond to riders to protect from venom are just casually keeping that secret that secret and they're like oh because the empyrean doesn't know what to do yet (laughs) What? Why? Yeah, I, I better thought that get was an weird. explanation as to why the Empyrean is going along with like because their hatching grounds are in danger. Uh-huh. So what the fuck are they doing, keeping this a secret? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Either. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so she's like, "Yo, all the dragons are like, yo, that's crazy. You now know about venom." <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah," I even wrote with the piss poor excuse of the Empyrean <laughs> is divided. Um, but her friends immediately join her and. 
she now somehow seems that like Zayden was wrong, which like this 275 pages yeah. it took to mm-hmm. get to this part. Mm-hmm. 275 pages. Anywho. Yeah. So then um, they all essentially hatch a plan to get the first account journals of which the first Violet six. didn't even know about. Exactly. This is perfect. This is, I think you say Riddick. I say Rydog. I don't know why. Um, but he, he's like, oh yeah, I, there's an underground vault in the archives. That's where there probably are. And Violet's like, what the fuck? And he like somehow knows about it. Cause when they went to go steal gen- the general's map, he like saw things. I don't fucking know, but he knows about it. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Um, I just saw a meme. Today, that was hilarious. You know the scene in... Did you ever see National Treasure? Oh, yeah. Where they're like... They are trying to go get Ben Franklin's glasses. And it's Uh like you have to go when a certain time and it hits the thing. And they're like, oh, shit, we missed the time. And then the guy goes, no, he didn't. And he goes, wait a minute. Do I know something about history that you guys don't know? (gasps) And they're like, just spill it. He goes, no, seriously, I got to take in this moment. I know more about history. (laughs) And they were were like, this gives the same energy as like Riddick knowing about the first six journals. He's like, ooh, I'm useful. (laughs) It's it's a very classic moment. But Riddick is like trying to like just be like, no, we need to experience the fact that I know something that Violet doesn't know. Let me just simmer in this for a minute. Um, so during threshing, uh, I, I, wait, I think it's called threshing. It's when the, like all the dragons start to bond riders and stuff. Is that called threshing? I don't even remember. Yes. Okay. So during threshing, um, kind of small biz, uh, Sloan bonds a red dagger tail, which is just like, um, Liam. Cause he also had a red dagger tail. Mm-hmm. Um, Adarna is still concerningly asleep this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Violet keeps like checking in with Tarn or her every once in a while. And it's like getting to be like, a really long sleep. And so I don't know what that's all about, but mm-hmm. something's going on there. Um, and then they're all, before they like are going to like kind of do their plan, they have to go sort of do their like du- duties. I don't know. Yeah. And apparently so, they have those. Yeah. Which is just like the oh, first oh, time. It's oh, fucking yeah. I'm like, mentioned. I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, so Violet has to go like uh, guard some tower um, and relieve this other student named Aya. Um, Who's a rebellion kid? Yes. Um, and they're immediately ambushed by infantry. Uh, Aya dies. Violet almost dies. And she's like, I think, like pushed off of the tower. But Jack Barlow ends up saving her. He like stabs the guy who is like antagonizing Violet and being like, you're going to die. Um, it's clear that Atos has sent these mm-hmm. in- infantry people because they keep saying this like weird, like, oh, secrets die with people and whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it's just like, it's super, I don't know what to think about Jack Barlow yet, but he's like, I'm basically a good guy because I met Malik and like, I was a shithead before mm-hmm. I was dead. So we'll call each other even now. Um, okay. And um, Zayden uh, is now on leave and meeting up with all of them. And she essentially has to tell him, has to like break the news to him that like all of her squad and besties sort of know yeah. the deal now. And she's like, she knows that like, this is, like, he's going to be upset about it. And he's kind of a pouty, angry baby for mm-hmm. a little bit, um, which is annoying and very typical Zayden. Uh, and then eventually they recruit Eric because they need him to be able to get through the wards because they know it's like, I don't know, like the king. It's like the king's. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's whatever. his specific, like protected vault. And they need his 
blood to, to be able it. to go through and for some reason they think that like just getting his son is gonna work but it does <laughs> they're so like they're, yeah yeah it'll be fine we'll take this guy it's really convenient that you're here Eric. <laughs> wow look at that zayden um and eric like hate each other uh apparently eric hates zayden because he killed zayden killed his brother alec mm-hmm. um and so they go down to the archives justinia meets with them and kind of gives them the the shtick and she's like you have a limited time to be in there before like everything closes up and like who knows and you die essentially yeah um so i kind of just wrote like long story short they look around for a while zayden is like protective of violet clear toxic relationship stuff and they finally find the journals uh but eric has to like get some nasty blisters um when he Mm. when he like reaches in to to grab them yeah uh they sorry really quick yeah there is I love this section with Eric and I think it's because it shows very clearly how different he is from Zayden. Zayden Mm. keeps showing over and over and over how he will not like Violet is the one that he he will let everything go to shit for Violet. Like Violet will say it doesn't matter like I will sacrifice for the greater good. Mm -hmm. Zayden has told her point blank I will not do that. Like, if it comes to you or, like, everyone else, mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck everyone else over for you. Which, one, to me, is gross. Yeah. Um, however, Eric, while walking into the place, he's like, I hate Zayden more, like, about as much as I hate my father. Just keep him away from me. One, I thought that was amazing that he's not lumping Violet in with Zayden. He's like, yeah. your boyfriend's a dick. I don't want to talk to him, but I like you. Yeah. Which I think is a big difference from Zayden, who does... Who, yeah. yeah. And most other men in her life blame her for the other men that she's connected to. Mm. Then when oh, they go... good point. Good point. Then when they go in... Eric is inside the room with all the books and he's like, there's like 500 tomes in here and he doesn't know what the fuck he's looking for. And Violet is the only one. And she goes, you'll have to search. Eric reaches through the wards, grabs her and just yanks her in. Yeah. Which I love because he's like, this is more important. Just get your ass fucking in here. And Zane's like, oh my God, you're putting her in danger. (laughs) But because she, because Eric's like, I know I can get you in here and we're going to, do it better. Like, this needs you. So yeah. why would I fucking try and keep you safe? Like, we need you. Right. And I just, no. he does it over and over <sighs> and over again. Oh, Tia. Which I love. Because he's like, he likes Violet. Yeah. He goes to bat for her. He talks about it. He's like, oh, he clearly knows or He mentions multiple, multiple times. Like, oh, you still do that thing where you, like, whisper to yourself, <laughs> like, nerdy stuff. Yeah. And he actually recognizes her as a person and her value to a broader cause. Whereas Zayden doesn't ever seem to recognize her. She's just like property to him. Yes. She's just a thing that he can fixate on. And I I don't know. It's very small. Excellent points. Mentions, but I'm like, I fucking love Eric because he sees her. And I got to say, I know that this book is going on like a Dane apology tour. A Dane like, apology even tour. Dane does fucking better in this second book than he Satan does. does. Yep. He, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like Dane has like maybe even redeemed himself. Yes. Which I was like, bitch, don't you do that to me? And now I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, it, he's got, Dane's got some major character flaws, but like, I don't know. He at least has, he's, yeah, at least he fucking knows where to like, that shit's more important. Yep. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he gets blisters. They run out. And these fuckers, I just was like, this is really cute. They didn't think even remotely that the most protected, hidden, secretive of all the secrets would not trigger 
anything. a warning yeah something to go they're off. just yeah. like wow we're all 22 and we figured it out god bless us yeah. um so they run basically they are fucking caught nolan finds her and is like i'm so disappointed in you he, that you and he drugs her yeah yeah he gives her creepy a dr- and awful he gives her a drink and then she yeah he's yeah then he's weird and then he, she wakes up and varish is there and we're like ah oh, shit yes luckily they did um give one of the um journal accounts uh to zayden to give to brennan yes so at least um one of them sort of like got out or whatever and they interrogate her. Varish, like, hits her and tortures her, breaks her bones. Um, For, like, a week. Yeah. And I think Nolan is there, like, mending her. And then he gets to just re-break and mend and re-break. Um, she hallucinates and she sees Liam. Or she, quote, hallucinates. You know, we're not really kind of mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I loved Liam sort of in these scenes like me too he's there for her he's supporting her he's like talking her through it like you got this like, or don't give in uh-huh he's or lying he's to lying you. to you like he's just trying to bait you like it, perfect perfection mm-hmm. um varish tells her what his signet is um which is he can see people's weaknesses oh okay <laughs> yeah so um he and he says like when I first met you, I saw nothing, and that was weird. Um, <laughs> and now I can see that your weakness is people you love, which is the most fucking cheesy. Like, like yep. Okay. That's most people's. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Unless you're just, like, kind of a psychopath. But, uh, yeah, so that's his signet is, like, seeing people's weaknesses, which yeah. I um, – I feel like you could you could have read that as like a as like a oh he just like he knows people's weaknesses and not like a signet but that's his actual like signet yeah because I thought because he mentions at some point that he's like some people are controlled by their dragons I control mine mm-hmm. I was like is his thing like is his signet like controlling like dragons or like controlling crazy. things because he's crazy but yeah he tortures her for like five fucking days and then he brings Dane in again to read her mind and he's yep. like you fucking do it and she's like oh shit my shields aren't up i am not strong enough i have barely slept i'm fucking hallucinating um and so she's like okay i i'm gonna think about a spe- i'm just gonna over and over and over think about a specific memory she's like i'm gonna feed him like yeah. i want to show him the wyvern and the venom and liam dying and his agony and his pain like i want i like if i have to show dane something i'm gonna show him like the truth like just the raw truth yeah and so she does and she like blasts this through to dane and dane does a fantastic job of like playing his part he really does he's he's like oh my god violet how how could like i mean i don't remember the exact quotes but he's like how could you like he's totally acting like he's on varish's side and he's acting like he's so mad at her he would bring weapons yep yep and violet is like no why are you this way because she because she's she's totally totally buying into it too then major plot twist dane stabs varish and is like violet we gotta go yeah and then they Ah! open the door and i did love this part where she's like and then i saw into like the wrath of these like onyx uh, which is Zayden's eyes and I was like I do love the visual of that where they like kick open the door and this yeah. dude like who's like yeah. covered in blood is like yeah. I'm fucking here now <laughs> and I was like that I like um, uh, but yeah so that's where that is the end of the, chapter 35 yep the first half of this book and I that was honestly the perfect place to sort of like it 
worked out so good. Yeah, to, to kind of like cliff, cliffhanger it. It really did. I yeah. was surprised when I got there. I was like, oh, damn. Nice. Yeah, it was. It, I loved how that section ended for sure. Yes. Um, should we talk about thoughts, questions, predictions, all that good stuff? Yes. So I have thoughts, obviously, but I have a shit ton of predictions. Oh, let's do it. Let's, okay. I want to hear them. Let's, let's hear it. Should I go predictions first or thoughts first? I think I've done a lot of the thoughts. Okay, like, then let's do... Me. Why don't you do your predictions, and then if something else comes up, we can kind of tie in any of your thoughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I do want to say really quick, I am pissed at how toned down the dragons are in this book. They were like... <gasps> me too. Like, what the fuck? They me were too. the best part of Fourth Wing. And, and then we she, hardly got anything. Hardly anything. Yeah. And that is... I was like, that's unacceptable agreed like, what i you're gonna I, give me all this bullshit and not even like shush it up with a little tear i literally one of my bullet points is the dragon conversations aren't as as like rich and deep as they were in the first book yeah, yeah it's they're just very black she does him such a disservice yeah um okay so i think the predictions for this are for this one are pretty dope. I was pretty excited for all the things that I was like, Ooh, I think this, um, so there at the very beginning of the book, it says the following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language by Jesenia Neilwart, curator Mm. of the scribe quadrant at Bosgath war college. All events are true and names have been preserved to honor the courage of those have fallen. I thought that was really interesting to put at the beginning of this book, especially since this whole first half is about, changing narratives and yeah. fucking with information and so i was Good like point. this is clearly a look in the past mm-hmm. like written in the future look looking the past yes. and i was like what has been removed like are we going to get in later books and we learn that like oh because now that they're the leaders of this they've had to extract redacted. and so what information is getting redacted and what like it's very interesting that right out the bat we're like jesenia neilwart is recording this i love that so and- do we think Jacinia is a reliable character? You know what I mean? Like, because mm. Zayden keeps being like, oh, I don't trust the scribes. I don't trust the scribes. And Violet's like, well, I like Jacinia. She's great. I think I think she is. Okay. Um, I haven't picked up on anything. For, I don't trust anything Zayden says. Like, everything. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't trust this person. Like, great. I don't trust you. Yeah. Like, you're, true, true. Good You're point. a dum-dum. Yeah. Um, but I could see it, like, coming back to, like... It, I, I could see Rebecca Yaros doing that as a twist, being like, yeah. you trusted Jasenia. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> um, then, do-do-do, on page 32... Oh, page 32, Brandon mentions that Sigail doesn't like him. I was like, that seems like a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, then on page 87, when we have the dude with the red-rimmed eyeball, yeah the guy who's like there to assassinate her yeah. and then kills nadine instead they're making venom i, I like oh. i will at this point in my life i believe that like <sighs> they are navare is fucking making venom oh fuck oh shit like they're trying to do something and i think maybe like yeah i think they're making venom i, I don't know why but they're making them whoa because why the fuck is this dude who's a venom clearly with his little red rimmed eyes uh-huh. why is he there good and if all the leadership point. know about Venon and Atos sends him knowing mm-hmm. that Venon were going to attack Athenbine, like, yeah. come on, mm. come on. Not, I'm thinking, I like, see. come on, <laughs> like, yeah, conspiracy theory. Um, do, 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 page 120, another conspiracy, or not conspiracy, prediction. Um, Oh, when we were at the lake before Resin, you said the only thing that can kill a Venon is what powers the wards. Um, 
I think that lightning is so necessary because it can create the alloy and create the wards that I think oh. her... Oh my God, Tia, that's such a good prediction. I think <gasps> her lightning has something to uh, do with like the way that it can like... Yeah. That would make her signet way more interesting because you and I talked about last book how we were like, how is lightning like this like really amazing like yeah it, everyone's like oh my god lightning like, and i'm just like i mean it's I mean, cool like boom boom but like what you know but that would make it that much more powerful yeah mm. so i think her it has something to do with like um it's why the count wants her and everyone's so shocked when she gets the lightning like you were saying mm-hmm. um and i also in tandem with this i think one of the six was a lightning wielder oh i could see that yeah like for sure I, I I have a feeling that one of them is mm-hmm. the one that they haven't seen in, g- like, generations. Mm-hmm. I think it was the sixth. Um, page 170. That's not dark blue. Um, page one. Nope. Where is There you are. Um, the next one is... Um, I think... So, he, she's talking about her mom on page 170, and she's like... Um, she comes back to her room and she's like, it had been surprising to discover nothing had been touched in my old room. Like I was expected back. Um, I think her mom is in on the rebellion. Um, like I think I, her mom is like mixed in with that, that zhuzh. I agree. I have a feeling that her mom is more clever and cunning mm-hmm. than we are led on to believe in the first book. Yes. Um, she says something to uh, Violet about she's like, it, like there's a, I forget how it's written, but it's like, she's like, she smiles for half a second and she's like, you're more like me than I, than I thought. It, and it's like, it, she says it in like a good, like a complimentary way. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit like her mom like i feel like she knows what's going on and she's like maybe on the good side or like trying to like navigate and use her position to i don't know yeah I, totally I, something is going on there absolutely they 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 write her so flat like she's just yes. this like i'm a mean lady yeah and i just this whole book like she's being surprised by stuff she like pops up and mm-hmm. she's like oh hello violet you should do this now mm-hmm. um and i think she's she's in on it in some way because yeah Mm. um next one page 216 violet is having these visions of like um like liam and also this venom and she i i I go does violet have visions oh my god wait um this is like liam violet can talk to the dead which i think is andarna's power which i think is the manipulated time power because it can go back and talk to the dead which Uh, i think is why like this is why it's so powerful and like this is why she keeps like bringing up fucking resurrection over and over and over again is i really do think that she is like able to talk to the dead and see them and be able to like go back in time to resurrect the dead in her mind to be able to talk to them and i think she's gonna go back and fucking resurrect the sick or resurrect the six what the fuck dude i this is this makes so much sense to me because while she was being interrogated and tortured and liam was in there i was like i don't think this is a hallucination i was like there for days he's there for days the and like i know that like at certain parts file it was like oh he like my mind is just making this up and i'm so glad that my mind is like doing such a good job i'm like i don't i think this is liam like i think and i'm like i don't know how this works but i feel like liam is there and you've just fucking nailed it that would make so much sense holy shit 
I'm on board. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Th- if this is the manipulation of like the time stopping yeah. and then able to like go, be- go back in time, I was like, that is fucking genius i yes. love that yes and I, I could get hype on that oh because then they're gonna like need information and then the, i can see in the third book they like have to go find like uh, the graves of the first six uh-huh. and like almost like D style like you got three <gasps> questions like ah! i was like oh this sounds so cool um i have another prediction which is uh about varish's signet except they tell me clearly what a signet <laughs> is so Wait, i didn't want to hear what you thought it was <laughs> mind control of dragons oh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> um and then 296 um oh they're in the little um book cubby hole the the, uh, the secret mm-hmm. warded book nook oh yeah the secret <laughs> warded book nook that's what i'm gonna call a tiny shed from now on <laughs> the secret warded book nook uh-huh. she mentions it's the only other fucking book she mentions that there is a mining book yeah there's a book on mining it's yeah. the only one she mentions specifically and yeah. these fuckers just leave it and i was like nope we're gonna need that because they need alloy oh. that mining book is gonna fucking oh tell them we're all the alloy to make fucking wards is oh my god you're so smart i was like yeah well, why do we care about mining to you that makes sense we do care about mining and i was like you guys are gonna need you guys are gonna need that freaking book and you're gonna <laughs> with you freaking grab it i don't know why i'm talking like i was there with them saying like you guys should take the mining book and they're like shut up to you like, it'll be useful later. I and think. I'm like, guys, she's mentioning it. Um, and then, do do do. Um, page three thirteen. Uh, I think this is when she's like having that hallucination about the venom again. Um, that's not the page. Is this the page? Yes, it is. Um. Oh, basically, she's like, "Don't, don't leave me." She whispers to Liam. Um, and he goes, "I won't. I swear." Um. I think she's going to go find the six. I guess that's the same thing. She's going to go find the, she's going to, she can call the dead. Yeah. Is my, my thought. Oh my God. Um, so the predictions, I think fantastic. I'm really excited to see where bits of this go. Yeah. Um, in general, um, I am, I am extremely disappointed Mm. in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, I was telling Gary when we first got it, I was like, I can't even, I don't even want to read it. Like it was to the point where I was like, I'd read a couple pages and I'd like put it down. I kept looking over to Robert and I was like, this book sucks. Yeah. Like this is bad. And I felt really like bummed out because I was like, what the fuck happened here? Like Violet is no longer the same character at all. She's an idiot and she's terrible. Yep. Like none of her brain wielding actually kicks in at all. Um, she like is missing shit and if it is her trauma then fucking show it better right yeah it's her trauma is not even i was gonna say it's not written well it's like not written at all yeah it just goes i put it in my box yeah i put it in my mental box yeah no she's not a good character they took away all of the great um dragon conversations and like one-liners and all that like it just there were some there to be to be fair there were some in there but it was not to the extent that we had in fourth wing Mm-hmm. Um, and even I thought Fourth Wing could have had a lot more in there too. And Zayden is also the terrible other half to that relationship. Yeah, he's just boring. That relationship is so boring for it to have been 275 pages of the main point of this book. Yeah. Like, bleh. and then, like, seriously, at the second, like, the last part of this is where this book should have started. We should have yeah. had a teeny tiny bit of understanding what RSC is. Yeah. Um, a little bit of that, like, you know, there was some good bits in there. 
we should have had that and move into that. You don't like, what was it with this? Like we finished with learning Brennan and then it just plummets through the floor. Yeah. Like it was like, we could have, so that was the, this chunk that we read was like 320 pages. That could have been condensed to like 50 to a hundred pages maximum. Yeah. And then, and then we could have been on our way to whatever is next. Yeah. But instead we're like, we fly fucking back and forth from Samara to the college. Oh God, I hated, I, I hated that so much. I was like, okay, now Zayden's here. Now he's not. And then Violet's going to go over there and they're going to like bicker for like 20 seconds and then she's going to leave. It's like, oh my God, what is the point? Yeah, seriously. It, there is no point to that. I feel like no it point was, at all. I feel like it was supposed to build like tension in their like romance and like sexuality, but all it did was make me angry and hate their characters. Exactly. And it, I, I also hate this that they do that. Like if you're going to have like an enemies to lovers that you immediately let them get together, which they did in the first one, yeah. you don't get to pull it back. Yeah. Like unless he like yeah. stabs her mom and she's like really devastated about like mm-hmm. you don't get to walk it back and like create tension again. That's kind of what it like. That's exactly what it seemed like though. Yes. Where, there where she was like, oh shoot, like I made this romance go too fast. So she pulled it back and was like, I'm going to make tension. And it was poor, in my opinion, poorly done. Not believable awfully written um and it didn't it wasn't effective yes it's not effective at you're absolutely right it's not effective at all because all it does is just because we are in violet's mind and she's just like i love him but i can't but i love him but i can't that's not tension (laughs) that's just me waiting for you to make a decision either fucking way right it's like watching a friend date a dude who sucks Mm -hmm. and you're like well nothing i say is gonna change this so just make your fucking choice so we can all move on now exactly and yep. that's how it felt. It was just mm-hmm. like, fuck him or leave him. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Pick one. Pick one and then move on. Yes. Um, the Jack Barlow plot line oh. better have something fucking good. There better be some payoff. And I, I have a, like, I'm assuming that there will be. Do we think that he was resurrected? Or do we think that, because to me, it's like they kept being like, wow, like, that's crazy. I thought he was dead. Like, they keep saying, like, thought he was dead. Thought he was dead. Um, mm-hmm. But they kept just kind of being like, oh, like, he was almost dead. And we just brought him back. I'm like, I feel like maybe he was dead. And Nolan and them are working on some kind of, like, resurrection biz. At the time, I don't I don't know what I thought. I think I was surprised that I was like, I thought he was dead. Like, how is he back now? Yeah. I don't think... I don't really know. I just got pretty pissed at the plot line and I think I stopped paying attention Mm. that I was like, this is stupid. You don't like, what the hell? We don't get to bring like, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I just like the fact that they were like going on and on about resurrection. And then this dude just like suddenly pops back up that I'm like, yeah, I guess he wouldn't be dead then because if they're all like so obsessed with the fact that like resurrection isn't a thing that I Mm -hmm. guess he wasn't dead. Cause like, I mean, I don't understand how you live like having a whole building toppled on you, but right. I don't I don't know. It, it's pretty unclear what the situation was, and I think that's purposeful that she's not giving away too much and it but it, it is really weird that he's like suddenly like really nice and like pleasant to be around. I'm like, I feel like this is not Yeah. Right. T- totally. And then, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I like I mean, I like that we've got some redemption. Like, she, I, she clearly knows how to write redemption. She had Dane, who I wanted yeah. to fucking light on fire in the first <laughs> book. And now I'm like, well, I guess I'm on a Dane redemption tour. Yeah. So, like, she knows how to do... I don't know. I just... This this book felt like... With how it was published, how it came out, mm-hmm. that whole fucking debacle. Yeah. Like, how do you come... I know that's not Rebecca's fault, but, like, 
come on. How do you let that happen? What part are you alluding to? The part that, like, when this was published uh-huh. and, like, released, the yeah. fact that, like, the Iron Flame had yeah. fourth wing on it and the pages were wrong or flipped upside oh. down. They had whole sections removed. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. The oh. binding was off. Like, the pages, oh. like, Brianna got oh. one. and the <gasps> Oh, you told me about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just horrendous. Like, what the fuck? How right. do you, as a publishing company, allow <laughs> any of that to happen? Especially with such a, like, highly anticipated book. Exactly. Which, mm. that felt gross. Mm. And then the fact that, like, their special edition that they got people to buy mm-hmm. was just a holiday fourth wing, which was just literally a different co- cover color. And that felt disgusting to me. Yeah. And then the fact that this book feels like there was no editing done at all. Like, yeah. it was just, it feels like a Jennifer L. Armentrout. Like, that fucking, bl- from Blood and Ash uh-huh. shit. Like, the first one was like, great, yeah, I'm in. And then I get the second one, I'm like, the fuck? Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to read the third one, because hopefully it'll turn it around. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. I love how mad you are about I was, this. I'm I was truly and honestly pissed. <laughs> because I, going into this, I was like, okay, Tia's probably going to be more forgiving than I am because I already have strong thoughts and feelings about Fourth Wing and you were a little bit more like, okay, like I could see what's, you know, like some good things in here. And I'm just, I'm very pleased that you were on my side. It truly is like Blood and Ash where I was like, the first mm-hmm. one was like, good. I gave it a four. Yeah. Both of them. I was like, yeah, good. Yeah. Then the second one I was like, okay, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like there's a lot in here that was like, did nobody read this through and be like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, fine. I'll forgive, like, whatever. Fine. I'll forgive it. And then I'll move on. And then this better not do the same thing. Cause if it does, if it hits the third one and I'm still pissed and we're still adding shit to the world that makes no sense and was mm-hmm. not hinted at, I'm not going to read any more of it. Yeah. But fucking bow out. I, I could agree with that. If the third one's not good, we're done. Yeah. We can be done with it. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Since I just like ranted no, no, for a good fucking I was, hour. <laughs> I went to like look at my notes because I, I don't even remember what they are. Let me just real quick look, look through. Yeah. Um, oh, I just I kind of just some thoughts. Um, this book was incredibly confusing to me in terms of like who is on what side, like the professors and all this weird stuff, like who knows who or who knows what and like who the fuck are the poor, poor, poromish, poromial people? Like, yeah. Like, I just felt like there was so much going on and like the luminary and all these things that like, I didn't understand and I don't, I did also didn't try very hard because I was just like, I don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I wish it was a little bit more either straightforward or interesting to know about yeah it's a it's a not great world building tactic to just like oh the characters know about it so they're like yeah cool Mm -hmm. but then they don't explain it to the the reader until like maybe too late yeah and you're like well now i don't fucking care because i'm so confused yeah yeah it's it's the timing is off um i also have that i think there are too many minor characters to remember or keep up with like so many of them i don't know their names and even even the minor characters that are more present, like, to me, like, Bodhi and Garrick are, like, the same person. Like, I can't, like, I don't, and so is Sawyer and Riddick, or Rydok. Like, they to really me, are. they're just they the same. It's like, copy and paste. Yeah, and it's, and I don't know if it's me, like, skimming the reading and not paying attention or what, but it's, like, there is, to me, no distinguishing features between them. They're all just kind of, like, these people who are, like, kind of, like, clever and good at what they do but it's not like it's not like one of them is like super um like humorous and like whatever like the only the only one that to me that feels like a standalone character right now is imogen 
uh-huh like yeah. she is written really well and like i understand her character but everyone else just kind of like blends together into this like melding pot and i'm like i can't keep any but like whether um you told me rydock was saying this or it was sawyer like it wouldn't matter it's all the same to me and i'm like mm-hmm. can we please have a little bit more like depth to our characters and a little bit more like intrigue i don't know it yeah just, it really it kind of and i think this is coming from the point of like i really like how sarah j mass writes her like yes. more minor characters and how they each have kind of their own like things and i'm comparing it to that which is maybe not fair but i'm just like this feels so surface level to me the first one led led you know i was like ooh, i'm excited to learn more about like re and reddick and yeah. sawyer yeah. and then this one yeah the the secondary character development was terrible it was terrible with the dragons it yep. was terrible with her squad mates the only people we get any information on are fucking violet and zayden mm-hmm. and yeah I feel you. Okay. And um, that's pretty much all I have in, like, in addition to all the other things we've sort of covered. So I think your predictions are fucking awesome. And I (laughs) hope, I hope, dude, again, I want you to write the book because uh, (laughs) I like the direction you have. (laughs) He's excellent. Um, Do you have anything else to say before we goes to, we goes to, we go to fuck yeahs and fuck yous? Uh, No. Okay, let's go to fuck yes and fuck you. Oh, I guess I do have. Oh, okay, yeah, say it. Just if you do like this book, in no way am I like there. No tea, no shade, no nothing. Like everyone is entitled to feel about a book how they're entitled to feel. If you are really loving this, I'm so so fucking stoked for you Mm because loving a book and enjoying the story and it hitting for you is an amazing feeling. And I just don't, I don't want people to think like because we're saying we don't like it, we have massive fucking issues with it Mm -hmm. that we think anything about people who really do. Right. Mostly it's just like we've said previously, like, oh, I'm curious, like what is Mm -hmm. it that it is giving for you Mm -hmm. for us to hear? And maybe we're, you know, missing those kinds of things. But I don't, just don't want anyone to think, feel like oh well they're shitting on this and they're shitting on me absolutely not yeah i'm shitting on the story in fact tell us why like what are the things that you picked out from this book that you really enjoyed or like did we misinterpret or miss or whatever absolutely yeah but yeah just want to throw that out there that just because we're shitting on it doesn't mean we are shitting on you or we think your opinions about loving the book are wrong or bad absolutely i agree (laughs) um what is your fuck you for the week um I don't really have a fuck you. Oh, good, good for you. I guess my fuck you would be that the Thanksgiving vacation is over. <laughs> yeah. I have to go to work tomorrow. I know. I know. I'm really sad about that, too. Yeah. <sighs> Which, other than that, life's pretty, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I don't really have anything That's thing that I'm like, meh about okay other than work (laughs) (laughs) that's always the case though what about you uh yeah similar i came up with a very very minor fuck you um i had like uh an eyelash stuck in my eyeball for like two or three days (gasps) oh like it was infuriating like i literally watched it as it went like i was in the bathroom looking in the mirror and i saw an eyelash and i was like oh that one's gonna go my eyeball i'm gonna like try and like grab that before it goes in I didn't grab it. I pushed it straight oh, into no. my eyeball. And then it went like up, like up into like, I don't know, the upper works of my eyelid. And I couldn't like, I could feel it. And I kept pulling my eyelid and I couldn't. And I was like, not going to touch my eyeball up there. So it just lived in my eye for a good two to three days before it like decided to come out. And wow. <laughs> you know, it didn't bother me the whole time, which was weird, but it was it was really, I felt, it made me feel like, um, 
icky you know yeah. i was like oh there's an eyelash in me and i want to get it out but yeah Ow. super minor um but we're okay my eyes okay <laughs> yay <laughs> what is uh what is your fuck yeah um my fuck yeah was just um you know it's been really nice the last couple weeks having all the like friend and family time and um just it was nice to get away from work and like take some days off and um we saw robert's family in reno and that was really nice to you know be with his family and stuff and then our friends giving was so much fun and mm-hmm. just like we were all laughing so hard we couldn't breathe and <laughs> it just like those moments are like uh very sweet. core memory yeah. kind of thing so it was nice to have that and just to have a the Friendsgiving that was that much fun dude I was laughing so hard my stomach was hurting like I was getting like I was like getting an ab workout it oh yeah hilarious I was like beating Robert up because I was like <laughs> couldn't breathe and I was like just hitting him because I was la- yeah it was just it was super fun so it was my fuck yeah is to friends and family time I love that what's your fuck yeah um I was gonna like I kind of like had to prepare because I kind of felt like we were gonna say the same thing uh-huh. so <laughs> one is all very much the like Thanksgiving Friendsgiving like that was amazing everyone made fantastic food by the way so, so good. good so good uh, um, my secondary fuck yeah is that we had a listener write in about a book request um, you sent me a little screenshot it was a little while ago um, which is very exciting so and exciting me being the people pleaser I'm like yes we will obviously read this book at some point um, she requested the seven husbands of evelyn hugo so mm-hmm. i think at some point yes we should do that i don't know when i'm not going to promise anything but i think at some point we should do that um so if anyone else has a book request let us know and we will try and put it in the queue yeah um, and we'll figure out a way that we can work that in as long as it's a book that i think t and i would both like enjoy reading or yeah what have you um but yeah that's my fuck yeah. So it was little, very exciting. Yeah, we had a little shout out that, that totally like made my day that whole day. It really did. Like having people reach out and be like, hey, I listen, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this book was so cool. And was she was cool. very sweet and very kind and complimentary. Um, I, anyways, it was just, yeah, it was fantastic. So thank you. Cool. Um, and I think that's pretty much it we can we can wrap this up yeah okay so next episode we will be doing um chapters 36 till the end Mm -hmm. uh so the second half of the book and if you would throw us um some stars five would be excellent and go ahead and what is it subscribe or is it follow it's one of the two subscribe or follow on whatever whatever, wherever you you find our podcast um that helps out a lot as well so Is that it? Did I get it all? I think you got it all. Heck yeah. Okay, well, don't forget your bookmarks and to lock this shed behind you. Bye!